Chapters 22 through 23 of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book 3. Translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombeau. Chapter 22. Christ assume actual flesh, conceived and born of the Virgin. 1. Those, therefore, who allege that he took nothing from the Virgin do greatly err, since in order that they may cast away the inheritance of the flesh, they also reject the analogy between him and Adam. For if the one who sprang from the earth had indeed formation and substance from both the hand and workmanship of God, but the other not from the hand and workmanship of God, then he who was made after the image and likeness of the former did not, in that case, preserve the analogy of man, and he must seem an inconsistent piece of work, not having wherewith he may show his wisdom. But this is to say, that he also appeared putatively as man when he was not man, and that he was made man while taking nothing from man. For if he did not receive the substance of flesh from a human being, he neither was made man, nor the son of man, and if he was not made what we were, he did no great thing in what he suffered and endured. But every one will allow that we were composed of a body taken from the earth, and a soul receiving spirit from God. This, therefore, the word of God was made, recapitulating in himself his own handiwork, and on this account does he confess himself the son of man, and blesses the meek because they shall inherit the earth. The Apostle Paul, moreover, in the epistle to the Galatians, declares plainly, God sent his son made of a woman. And again, in that to the Romans, he says, Concerning his son, who was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, who was predestinated as the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. 2. Superfluous, too, in that case, is his descent into Mary. For why did he come down into her if he were to take nothing of her? Still further, if he had taken nothing of Mary, he would never have availed himself of those kinds of foods which are derived from the earth, by which that body which has been taken from the earth is nourished. Nor would he have hungered, fasting those forty days like Moses and Elias, unless his body was craving after its own proper nourishment. Nor again would John his disciple have said, when writing of him, But Jesus, being wearied with the journey, was sitting to rest. Nor would David have proclaimed of him beforehand, They have added to the grief of my wounds. Nor would he have wept over Lazarus, nor have sweated great drops of blood, nor have declared, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. Nor, when his side was pierced, would there have come forth blood and water. For all these are tokens of the flesh which have been derived from the earth, which he had recapitulated in himself, bearing salvation to his own handiwork. 3. Wherefore Luke points out that the pedigree which traces the generation of our Lord back to Adam contains seventy-two generations, connecting the end with the beginning, and implying that it is he who has summed up in himself all nations dispersed from Adam downwards, and all languages and generations of men, together with Adam himself. Hence also was Adam himself termed by Paul, the figure of him that was to come, because the Word, the maker of all things, 
had formed beforehand for himself the future dispensation of the human race, connected with the Son of God, God having predestined that the first man should be of an animal nature, with this view that he might be saved by the spiritual one. For inasmuch as he had a pre-existence as a saving being, it was necessary that what might be saved should also be called into existence, in order that the being who saves should not exist in vain. 4. In accordance with this design, Mary the Virgin is found obedient, saying, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. But Eve was disobedient, for she did not obey when as yet she was a virgin. And even as she, having indeed a husband, Adam, but being nevertheless as yet a virgin, for in paradise they were both naked and were not ashamed, inasmuch as they, having been created a short time previously, had no understanding of the procreation of children. For it was necessary that they should come to adult age, and then multiply from that time onward. Having become disobedient was made the cause of death, both to herself and to the entire human race. So also did Mary, having a man betrothed to her, and being nevertheless a virgin, by yielding obedience, become the cause of salvation, both to herself and the whole human race. And on this account does the law term a woman betrothed to a man, the wife of him who had betrothed her, although she was as yet a virgin, thus indicating the back reference from Mary to Eve, because what is joined together could not otherwise be put asunder than by inversion of the process by which these bonds of union had arisen, so that the former ties be cancelled by the latter, that the latter may set the former again at liberty. And it has, in fact, happened that the first compact looses from the second tie, but that the second tie takes the position of the first which has been cancelled. For this reason did the Lord declare that the first should in truth be last, and the last first. And the prophet, too, indicates the same, saying, Instead of fathers, children have been born unto thee. For the Lord, having been born the first begotten of the dead, and receiving into his bosom the ancient fathers, has regenerated them into the life of God. He having been made himself the beginning of those that live, as Adam became the beginning of those who die. Wherefore also Luke, commencing the genealogy with the Lord, carried it back to Adam, indicating that it was he who regenerated them into the gospel of life, and not they him. And thus also it was that the knot of Eve's disobedience was loosed by the obedience of Mary. For what the virgin Eve had bound fast through unbelief, this did the virgin Mary set free through faith. Chapter 23 Arguments in Opposition to Tation Showing that it was consonant to divine justice and mercy that the first Adam should partake in that salvation offered to all by Christ. 1. It was necessary, therefore, that the Lord, coming to the lost sheep, and making recapitulation of so comprehensive a dispensation, and seeking after his own handiwork, should save that very man who had been created after his image and likeness, that is, Adam, filling up the times of his condemnation, which had been incurred through disobedience, times which the Father had placed in his own power. This was necessary, too, inasmuch as the whole economy of salvation regarding man came to pass according to the good pleasure of the Father, in order that God might not be conquered, nor his wisdom lessened in the estimation of his creatures. For if man, who had been created by God that he might live, 
after losing life through being injured by the serpent that had corrupted him should not any more return to life but should be utterly and forever abandoned to death god would in that case have been conquered and the wickedness of the serpent would have prevailed over the will of god but inasmuch as god is invincible and long-suffering he did indeed show himself to be long-suffering in the matter of the correction of man and the probation of all as i have already observed and by means of the second man did he bind the strong man and spoiled his goods and abolished death vivifying that man who had been in a state of death for at the first adam became a vessel in his satan's possession whom he did also hold under his power that is by bringing sin on him iniquitously and under color of immortality entailing death upon him for while promising that they should be as gods which was in no way possible for him to be he wrought death in them wherefore he who had led man captive was justly captured in his turn by god but man who had been led captive was loose from the bonds of condemnation two but this adam if the truth should be told the first formed man of whom the scripture says that the lord spake let us make man after our own image and likeness and we are all from him and as we are from him therefore we have all inherited his title but inasmuch as man is saved it is fitting that he who was created the original man should be saved for it is too absurd to maintain that he who was so deeply injured by the enemy and was the first to suffer captivity was not rescued by him who captured the enemy but that his children were those whom he had begotten in the same captivity neither would the enemy appear to be as yet conquered if the old spoils remained with him to give an illustration if a hostile force had overcome certain enemies had bound them and led them away captive and held them for a long time in servitude so that they begat children among them and somebody compassionating those who had been made slaves should overcome this same hostile force he certainly would not act equitably were he to liberate the children of those who had been led captive from the sway of those who had enslaved their fathers but should leave these latter who had suffered the act of capture subject to their enemies those too on whose very account he had proceeded to this retaliation the children succeeding to liberty through the avenging of their father's cause but not so that their fathers who suffered the act of capture itself should be left in bondage for god is neither devoid of power or of justice who has afforded help to man and restored him to his own liberty three for this reason too that immediately after adam had transgressed as the scripture relates he pronounced no curse against adam personally but against the ground in reference to his works as a certain person among the ancients has observed god did indeed transfer the curse to the earth that it might not remain in man but man received as the punishment of his transgression the toilsome task of tilling the earth and to eat bread in the sweat of his face and to return to the dust from whence he was taken similarly also did the woman receive toil and labor and groans and the pangs of paturation and a state of subjection that is that she should serve her husband so that they should neither perish altogether when cursed by god nor by remaining unreprimanded should be led to despise god but the curse in all its fullness fell upon the serpent which had beguiled them and god it is declared said to the serpent because thou hast done this 
Cursed art thou above all cattle, and above all the beasts of the earth. And this same thing does the Lord say also in the gospel, to those who are found upon the left hand. Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, which my Father hath prepared for the devil and his angels, indicating that eternal fire was not originally prepared for man, but for him who beguiled man, and caused him to offend. For him, I say, who is chief of the apostasy, and for those angels who became apostates along with him, which fire, indeed, they too shall justly feel, who, like him, persevere in works of wickedness, without repentance and without retracing their steps. 4. These act as Cain did, who, when he was counseled by God to keep quiet, because he had not made an equitable division of that share to which his brother was entitled, but with envy and malice thought that he could domineer over him, not only did not acquiesce, but even added sin to sin, indicating his state of mind by his action. For what he had planned, that did he also put in practice. He tyrannized over and slew him, God subjecting the just to the unjust, that the former might be proved as the just one by the things which he suffered, and the latter detected as the unjust by those which he perpetrated. And he was not softened even by this, nor did he stop short with that evil deed. But being asked where his brother was, he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? Extending and aggravating his wickedness by his answer. For if it is wicked to slay a brother, much worse is it thus, insolently and irreverently, to reply to the omniscient God as if he could battle him. For this he did himself bear a curse about with him, because he gratuitously brought an offering of sin, having had no reverence for God, nor being put to confusion by the act of fratricide. 5. The case of Adam, however, had no analogy with this, but was altogether different. For having been beguiled by another under the pretext of immortality, he was immediately seized with terror and hides himself, not as if he were able to escape from God, but, in a state of confusion at having transgressed his command, he feels unworthy to appear before and to hold converse with God. Now, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The sense of sin leads to repentance, and God bestows his compassion upon those who are penitent. For Adam showed his repentance by his conduct, through means of the girdle which he used, covering himself with fig leaves, while there were many other leaves, which would have irritated his body in a less degree. He, however, adopted a dress conformable to his disobedience, being awed by the fear of God, and resisting the erring, the lustful propensity of his flesh, since he had lost his natural disposition and childlike mind, and had come to the knowledge of evil things. He girded a bridle of continence upon himself and his wife, fearing God, and waiting for his coming, and indicating, as it were, some such thing as follows. Inasmuch as, he says, I have by disobedience lost that robe of sanctity which I had from the Spirit, I do now also acknowledge that I am deserving of a covering of this nature, which affords no gratification, but which gnaws and frets the body. And he would no doubt have retained this clothing forever, thus humbling himself, if God, who is merciful, had not clothed them with tunics of skins instead of fig leaves. For this purpose, too, he interrogates them, that the blame might light upon the woman, and again, he interrogates her, that she might convey the blame to the serpent. For she related what had occurred. The serpent, she says, beguiled me, and I did eat. 
but he put no question to the serpent for he knew that he had been the prime mover in the guilty deed but he pronounced the curse upon him in the first instance that it might fall upon man with a mitigated rebuke for god detested him who had led man astray but by degrees and little by little he showed compassion to him who had been beguiled six wherefore also he drove him out of paradise and removed him far from the tree of life not because he envied him the tree of life as some venture to assert but because he pitied him and did not desire that he should continue a sinner for ever nor that the sin which surrounded him should be immortal and evil interminable and irremediable but he set a bound to his state of sin by interposing death and thus causing sin to cease putting an end to it by the dissolution of the flesh which should take place in the earth so that man ceasing at length to live to sin and dying to it might begin to live to god seven for this end did he put enmity between the serpent and the woman and her seed they keeping it up mutually he the soul of whose foot should be bitten having power also to tread upon the enemy's head but the other biting killing and impeding the steps of man until the seed did come appointed to tread upon his head which was born of mary of whom the prophet speaks thou shalt tread upon the asp and the ballast thou shalt trample down the lion and the dragon indicating that sin which was set up and spread out against man and which rendered him subject to death should be deprived of its power along with death which rules over men and that the lion that is antichrist rampant against mankind in the latter days should be trampled down by him and that he should bind the dragon that old serpent and subject him to the power of man who had been conquered so that all his might should be trodden down now adam had been conquered all life having been taken away from him wherefore when the foe was conquered in his turn adam received new life and the last enemy death is destroyed which at the first had taken possession of man therefore when man has been liberated what is written shall come to pass death is swallowed up in victory o death where is thy sting this could not be said with justice if that man over whom death did first obtain dominion were not set free for his salvation is death's destruction when therefore the lord vivifies man that is adam death is at the same time destroyed eight all therefore speak falsely who disallow his adam's salvation shutting themselves out from life for ever in that they do not believe that the sheep which had perished has been found for if it has not been found the whole human race is still held in a state of perdition false therefore is that man who first started this idea or rather this ignorance and blindness tation as i have already indicated this man entangled himself with all the heretics this dogma however has been invented by himself in order that by introducing something new independently of the rest and by speaking vanity he might acquire for himself hearers void of faith affecting to be esteemed a teacher and endeavoring from time to time to employ sayings of this kind often made use of by paul in adam we all die ignorant however that where sin abounded grace did much more abound since this then has been clearly shown let all his disciples be put to shame and let them wrangle about adam as if some great gain were to be accrued to them if he be not saved 
when they profit nothing more by that, even as the serpent also did profit when persuading man to sin, except to this effect, that he proved him a transgressor, obtaining man as the first fruits of his own apostasy. But he did not know God's power. Thus also do those who disallow Adam's salvation gain nothing, except this, that they render themselves heretics and apostates from the truth, and show themselves patrons of the serpent and of death. End of Book 3, Chapters 22 through 23.